Welcome back again, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters, where, yes, in fact, we are taking a random monster manual, opening it up to a random page, and we discuss that monster. I am your host, Nick. I'm Matt. And we are going to discuss a monster from Cobalt Press's Creature Codex this week. Uh, if you don't know Cobalt Press's stuff, I highly recommend you look it up particularly if you're a DM. They have the Creature Codex and the Tome of Beasts, and they're just huge resources of, of new monsters. They also have campaign settings and all sorts of stuff on their site. Highly recommend you look at Cobalt Press's stuff. Really cool. Really, really well-produced stuff. Like last week, this week Matt has the Monster Manual in his hand, so he is going to quiz me, and we're going to discuss based on his reading. Matt, when you are ready. Okay. There's not a whole lot of text here, but it, and I don't know if you'll be able to get it from the, the text itself, but it, once, you, once it becomes clear, you'll probably poop your pants. It's kind of a known, it's, an, another it, known? It's not very known. Oh, okay. No, but you'll, once... Once we go over it, I think it'll become kind of clear. Okay. A massive giant reeking of rotting flesh shambles forward. Its rubbery skin constantly ripples as if living things are trapped underneath. Ooh. Is that it? That's all. That's that's it. Flesh golem. No, but <sighs> I can see how that would be. <sighs> okay. And honestly, if you look at it, it basically could be a flesh golem. <laughs> It's it, the the name. I would just not get the name if I didn't know the name. Yeah, you definitely. Oh, okay. All right, give me the name. It is a grave behemoth. Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, essentially a flesh golem. Yeah, kind of, but more more undead as opposed to like created. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tell us about the the grave behemoth. Okay, I I I, I you had a book when we were kids. It was like a, it was summer. It was like one of those like little kid novels. It was a summer camp, but there were dinosaurs or something, and they referred to the dinosaur as a behemoth. Okay. I think it might have even been in the name, and it was just a triceratops, if I remember correctly. But for the longest time, I pronounced that word behemoth in my head. I never pronounced it out loud, but in my head, I read it as behemoth. You didn't pronounce it out loud like that because you knew everybody would laugh I, at you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about the grave behemoth. <laughs> it is a, uh, in the past, a necromancer kingdom uh, near destruction for rampaging giants. Their undead were not sufficient to defeat the giants, so they turned to even darker arts. The necromancers flayed the flesh off hill giants, keeping the skins mostly intact, and stuffed the resulting sacks of flesh full of humanoid bodies before sewing it back together. Oh, my God. Then they enveloped their creations in necrotic energy until the giant oh flesh animated, God. along with the zombies trapped inside. Ugh. Yeah. That's amazing. A grave behemoth is more than the sum of its grisly parts. The dark ritual forms a hive mind between the behemoth and its zombie tenants, which is... A great uh, sitcom. Tenants. <laughs> Just Mr. Roper with the zombie tenants. Uh, which act 
as an extension of the behemoth will. A grave behemoth doesn't require air, food, drink, or sleep, naturally. Because it's an undead. Exactly, yeah. So it's... So giants attacked a necromancer. Yep. The necromancer retaliated by taking their corpses, skinning them, and stuffing zombies inside. That's... As his line of defense, yeah. If you had any doubts about Kowald Press, just that description alone, that's brilliant. Yep. That is... It's awesome. <laughs> what what level what level this, do we have this here? is a uh let's see yeah where is is it challenge oh challenge, challenge 10. 10 do i see armor class nine? nine yeah you have to you have to actively try to not hit that thing basically <laughs> well it is one just giant pulsating I, massive flesh yeah. so for a challenge 10 though that's that's at, well, at, at ten, your 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 bonus is like a six or a seven. You got to roll really bad. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, I, I'm surprised they didn't give him like like natural hide. That is weird. It it definitely seems like they went as straight and narrow as they could. Like, yeah, it is literally yeah, just skin stretched over writhing bodies. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Does something does it like explode or something? I'm just trying to see. That's that right got now. it. That's my that's my only thought. Like those little critters in um in Diablo three. No. Wow. Oh. In addition, if it takes more than thirty damage on a roll, one d four zombies fall prone in unoccupied spaces within ten feet of the behemoth, <laughs> spilling from the wound. <laughs> This thing just loses limbs, like no, it loses like, zombies. Well, it loses limbs, and then the zombies fall from those holes. Oh yeah, yeah. It, okay, so it's easily puncturable. Yep, it's just a balloon. It's yeah. a balloon full of people. What undead people? Yeah. What? Uh, how many hit points does it have? Uh, we are looking at two hundred and ten hit points. Two hundred and ten. And what's the amount of damage to to make a zombie fall out? At least thirty. Thirty. So you can do that four times tops. Yep. Four times a total of, what is it, a D4 of, of zombies? A uh, D4 zombies, So you yeah. could end up with 16 extra zombies if the rolls are in and then against your favor. Exactly, yeah. So that's that's a nice little touch. And, again, at, at level level 10, yep. You if you have a, a friggin' cleric or a pally in your party, they're going to be doing that damage even if they don't want to. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. With their their various smites and and bonuses to undead and stuff like that, so yeah, and it's interesting because it's not just piercing damage or something; it's just thirty damage, just any damage. Period. Wow, that's interesting. So yeah, so their flesh is really thin, really thin. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's stretched out. Ugh. So stretched stretched out from a hill giant to begin with, and hill giants are fat and flabby oh, and yeah. like gross as it is. So they really, that necromancer just really crammed those zombies all up in there. Yep. That's, God. And then just animated the entire thing. The whole thing, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, oh, it's kind of like Oogie Boogie. It, it, yeah. It's like a Japanese mech, but really. Made of meat. Of, made of, made of meat. Neck. It's a meat paw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and it's <laughs> it's horrifying. It's really gruesome. It's perfect for a Halloween campaign for sure. Yeah. Or like a Strahd, your um the Curse of Strahd campaign where you're in Oh god, Baravia? What's the what's his I yeah, I can't I remember what it's called. Lines. Yeah. It's if if you wanna like take the Curse of Strahd campaign and swap out something else that's kind of like, eh, we've all we've all seen this undead thing. We've we this is kind of banal. Throw that guy in there. Yep. That's that is very unexpected. Oh yeah, you you your your barbarian goes in for the very first hit, does a crap ton of damage. Everybody in the party is like, yeah, good job. And then you say, oh, yeah, uh, do me a favor, roll D4. Three zombies fall out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just the description alone. Say you're coming over a hill mm. and just that rises up to greet you. That is yeah. something that, uh, you know, you that's something you won't forget in your campaign yeah. for sure. The, the first moment you get to see the grave behemoth. Yeah. And it's it gives you a lot to work with cinematically as a dm oh yeah too yeah you you hear muffled moans or yeah oh i like that a lot yep i this this critter has no offers nothing to be a playable character for sure (laughs) no you can't have a party of these no the closest thing that I could think of is if you have like a necromancer wizard or something who can summon it or something. Sure. Yeah. I could see that. Cause summon, summon creature is a spell, right? Yeah. And eventually you summon can summon monsters. Yeah. Summon you creature. can do, is it by number of hit points or is it by, I think it's challenge, by challenge rating? rating yeah. Something. Okay. I've never, I've never really, played with those spells so i don't know them off yeah. the top of my head what kind of uh what kind of damage does this thing do oh let's see it uh basically does two slam attacks okay makes sense right right and then hurl flesh the grave behemoth vomits Putrid flesh and five zombies in a 30 foot cone so it can put out more zombies apparently so at Basically, it will. Like, it's not even yep. just a reaction. Yeah. Uh, each creature in that area must make a DC 16 deck saving throw. On a failure, it takes 11 D6 necrotic damage. Whoa! And is covered in rotting slime for one minute. And what's that do? Doesn't say what the rotting slime does. I'm going to say not. it's not good. And that, and I also see that's a recharge of 5 to 6. Yes. So if you're if you're DMing this thing, you pop that as much as possible. That is your first attack and every attack after that that you can. Yep. For sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's one thing I, I remember seeing as kind of DM 101 is take your coolest attack, do that first, mm-hmm. and then you, go from there. You, you start off flashy. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. God, imagine getting... Imagine if they're all coming at if the party's all coming at you together and you just hit them all because they're not expecting something like that that, oh god no oh that's awesome and does it say how many zombies are in there are inside Inside that yeah no because let's say theoretically it got hit three times at, at 30 yeah so that and and we did the max of the d4 so that's 12 zombies 12 zombies 
and it does this, say, twice, that's 10 zombies. That's 26 that's zombies. zombies. That's a lot for for... Hill giants are not that big. I mean, they're they're obviously giants, but they're the smaller they're the of the giants. Yeah. So, how many? They're like um, Shaq. Unless you're saying <laughs> Shaq is a you heard it here first. Shaq is a hill giant. <laughs> so, that's a lot of zombies. That's twenty six. Unless they're unless half of them are like halflings or something. Could you know. Be. Well, you also have to to realize. I think that it's not just the trunk, like. It says oh, that everything yeah. is is a zombie. So up True. and down the arms, everything. So, I mean, technically, you could stuff it in. It's like, you know, the lady stuffing rolls in her purse at the <laughs> at the restaurant. Would so. you? Would you? Before going in to this encounter, would you set yourself a max number of zombies? Like even ballpark. Oh. Like if they uh, got close. Depends if you hit that max number of zombies, can you just not expend those anymore, or is the encounter over? Does it deflate oh, that's interesting. like a balloon? Yeah, maybe you you have that max number in mind, and then you you're also keeping count of how many are produced, and you you add to the flavor like this thing is getting schlumpier and less and yeah. less. The speed so, reduces. Yes, you drop and... its speed, you drop its decks, things like yeah. that. I know that's a little more to juggle as a DM, especially if you got all like four or five zombies running around at the same time. But those are just zombies. They all that's... go on the same initiative, yeah, you know. And they're the zombies have what like. A, a, a hit attack and a bite attack. Yeah, good you point. Know? I think I think I would just just on the off chance that they get close to that level, you know. Yeah. Or like in in four E they have they had bloodied like set a bloodied number for this thing. You That's know, true. half of its hit points, and then and then it can't produce any more zombies or something. Okay, you know? so that the hurl flesh attack no longer you just can't do it anymore. Yeah, or it. Maybe you can only produce the the slime on that one instead sure. of the zombies. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean I think I think that would be a cool flavor thing to do. Instead of just, you know, an infinite number of zombies mm-hmm. popping out of this thing. Yeah. Like you're you're hurting it and it's hurting itself by by attacking. Yeah. In the first run of random encounters, we saw like a demon or something that spit fire. That did didn't it take hit points from it? I think itself? it did. It did, like yeah, that. yeah. So, but this only hampers it. It doesn't actually take the hit points from it. Yep. And I, I acknowledge it makes sense that they they wouldn't in this entry get that in depth into saying like, oh, but if you have this number, you can't do this. That. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that, but that's something that I would I would add to it. I think yep. if I were running it, I would give it a little more. Because there's there's so much specificity to it, it just in my mind it it begs for that. It begs to to go yeah. that extra step. I think one thing to do, say you have, this is obviously a, a challenge rating of ten, so you're looking at a little bit later in the campaign. Sure. Say you have a couple deaths in the campaign, or even NPC deaths. If that becomes part of the zombies that oh, are are yeah. produced. Like you, uh, you recognize the features on this one zombie. It looks like, 
you know, somebody from the town that was ransacked yeah, or something roll like me, that. Roll me a perception check. Exactly. As, as this, yeah. this zombie falls out of this thing's yeah. mouth. This just looks like the entire population of the town that you know was just that, ransacked that was by missing. a necromancer. Yeah. Yeah. It was mysteriously missing. That's something you, you build up in the very beginning and then all of a sudden probably a year into the campaign at least like this kind of thing comes out oh that's cool that's a lot like i'm just wrapping up a the book reading a book in the autumn's fall saga by the really talented jonathan french i highly suggest everyone look him up some great like kind of gritty high fantasy um, without being too flowery okay Uh, he's really good He's got the Autumn's Fall Saga and the Grey Bastard series. Both are phenomenal. But they they are dealing with kind of undead right now. And there was a point when one of the characters looked at the army of undead and saw basically a guy that pretty much wanted to kill him. But he had this moment of like, you did not deserve this. You are are now an undead creature fighting at the whim of this this warlock kind of thing so yeah that's that's what that feels like to me definitely any kind of recognition and tying that back together is Mm -hmm. it's what you i mean personally it's what i would crave to be able to do as a dm gives it a face makes it a little more personal even if it's just yep oh yeah yeah and and a callback to from three sessions ago yep so effective so cool oh yeah yeah very it's a great if you can pull it off it's a great tool to have in your your dm tool belt yep for sure yeah would you have multiple of these things or would they i think that's just a that's a dick move as a dm to have multiple of these things i think this is your this is your your big flashy star of the battle and then the rest are and i honestly i don't i'm not sure i would even put many more zombies into the fight yeah. you know either you have just this thing or i don't know like some skeletons and this yeah. or other other kind of undeady type creatures but yeah not, i wouldn't do that many i think once you get to you know level 17 18 19 something like that maybe you're fighting the necromancer then i might work in maybe two of these okay sure Sure. But, when you're when you're nearly twice its level, exactly. When yeah. but this is with a CR ten creature. If you're around that, I wouldn't do more than that. Yeah, you're, you're building in multiple creatures into that encounter just by yeah. having this. And I think that's that's a really cool point. Is make them at make your party at ten face this thing, sure, and really struggle. And then at, say, 17, yep. they face two or three. And they, the initial thought of see the initial thought is seeing this monster, remembering the struggle, yep. and then seeing that there are three of them, and, and they're really like, oh, crap, That's we're in serious trouble. Yeah. But, but not, but you don't raise their level. Keep them 10. Give them oh, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give them that, sure. that that really terrifying moment, and then make them realize, oh wait, we can do this. We got this. Exactly. It's it's still going to be hard if you've got three of these things, but yep, that's that's a cool kind of subconscious prank 
Oh yeah. In the right direction. It's like a positive prank. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for, for your players. Yeah, they're going to look at it and almost have this moment of, okay, maybe we should get out of here because we mm-hmm. barely we barely touched this guy the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing as just, you know, have your main your main antagonist come in early on, just mess everybody up yeah. and then leave. Just to kind of flex their muscles, show their power type thing. Put the fear of Jesus in them. Exactly, yeah. 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 Coincidentally, the, the bad guy is Jesus, the big bad guy. Well. I mean, he is a zombie. That's true. So, that's true. There it is. Would you try to work something in with this? Say, I mean, this is this is a CR-10. Say your, your characters are at like 17, 18. They might be able to knock this out in one round. It's 200 oh, hit points. Yeah. Something like that. But. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Would you do something, like, work something into it where, almost like a troll, unless you hit it with fire, then the zombies burst forth anyway? Or would you say once this is dead, the zombies are dead? It's it's that hive mind mentality. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I would certainly. At 17, each one of those hits is going to be 30 damage. At least, yeah. So they're certainly going to be producing the zombies then. So you're saying in addition to the zombies that fall out? Well, the with the with when the zombies fall out, it is if they take up to 30 points in their turn. Yeah. So by the time it gets back around, they could have taken 200 points of damage. Oh. Oh, see, I thought you said it was in one go. I didn't realize it was in a turn. No, it's not. Yeah, at the end of any turn in which the behemoth took at least 30 damage. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't say whether it happens on the beginning or the end of their turn, but regardless, it's just once. Oh, I would say it would be the beginning of their turn. I would imagine, too, so you could control the zombies then as well. So ultimately, it would only be... If you're following rules as written, and the party is hitting that hard, yeah, you're just rolling a d4 once, essentially. For the most part, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As long as they play it, quote-unquote, correctly and, and yeah. keep attacking until it's dead. But I don't... Yeah, focus fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know. Would you maybe... If they were so effective to burn it down... And you know, ultimately, the zombies are not going to be that much of a pain in the butt for them. I don't know, roll a d10 instead of a d4. You know, if it's if it's that that quick of a hit. Or is it even worth it? You know, well, Yeah, that's what I'm have, asking. Ultimately, is it worth it for the enjoyment of the players? Or yeah. is it really just kind of obnoxious to like, okay... They aren't, they're not going to do much damage if they even get through our armor class. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I it's When you are that high of a level, a lot of stuff is just annoyance. So is it one of those things where you think you're... We just one-shot this giant creature that gave us so much trouble seven yeah. levels ago. Yeah. Look at us. We're, we're just killing it. Oh, wait. You know, here's your D10. Seven zombies just rose... Out of the flesh. I mean, it, it might be fun flavor, but 
Yeah. You know? I think... I think if there are, are multiple of the behemoths and they take down one and there's still, like, initiative going on... Sure. Roll the zombies. Okay. If it's the last one and they burn it down in one hit... Yeah. Roll the zombies and then just... Just narrate that they can take care of them. Yeah, that's so true. Five zombies crawled up, but you guys easily dispatch them. They're slow. You, you're, yep. you're not distracted. You hit, you dig them out in one swipe. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're a high enough level in a video game and you go back to an earlier. And you just, you walk arc. through your starting area yeah, as exactly. these things just chip away at you. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah you're just one shot and everything. I was, my mind immediately went to back when I played World of Warcraft and you, you, you can just stroll through that area and there's like a pack of wolves at your, literally at your heels nipping at you and you see like two, seven, yep. four chipping away at you and you're just, you're walking. You don't even bother with your spells because you know you're going to walk far enough that their aggro is going to reset and they just run back to their starting area. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't, th- I think, I think to make the to make the encounter as quote unquote difficult as possible and to to require even if it doesn't actually require strategy to make them think that it might require strategy yeah even though they're little weenie zombies m- make them think that they should be worried if they're fighting another behemoth okay. on top of that yeah if not give them give them the um Make them feel good and and say you guys are literally so powerful. We don't need to roll this. It's it. Yeah. You you take ten. You take ten to clear yeah. these zombies. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. These guys are cool. These yeah. guys are really cool. I love. I love how. I guess, for lack of a better term, outside of the box, a lot of the Cobalt Press stuff is. There's just there's just something a little extra, and that this this is a a beautiful example of that. Yeah, I mean you're you're taking a, a flesh golem and you're taking a an un a, just a bunch of undead and you just you're just mashing it all together. Yeah, it's, and just looking at the the art, it it looks like something that a you know if you if you went to a third grade classroom. <laughs> and you said, you know, here, here's your two things. Put them together and draw me a grave behemoth. Yeah. They say, what are you doing in this classroom? But <laughs> Sir, you, I need to ask you to leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not supposed to be at a school. And uh, eventually you'll get just some random. I mean, it. it is just really, like you said, out of the box mm. and really kind of cool. There's, you know, there's no face. There's no anything. It's just. A yeah. bag of humans. I imagine you can't if you're following the the skeleton gelatinous creature yeah. rule, you can't crit on this thing. I, I would imagine you cannot. Yeah, there's no soft point. No, it's um, all soft point. It's all really. soft point. Yeah. That's the thing. It takes a couple of like mm, we've seen it two dozen times, elements of undead and puts them together yeah. into a really new creative creature. Yeah. And I, yeah. uh, I, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty gushy about this, but this one's really cool. Yeah. I think, like you said, that's what Cobalt Press does really well is they give you a lot of, maybe not better, but 
different options for mm-hmm. things. Like you could, mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier, you could drop this in the uh, the Strahd campaign mm-hmm. where you know something else was that was a similar CR, mm-hmm. just to get something new in there. You yeah, know? you don't need another Death Knight. You don't need another yeah whatever. Right. right. Yeah. And honestly, your campaign doesn't have to be horror, doesn't have to be necromancer or whatever. Say they're just passing through the woods and there's this yeah. this br- rundown castle. You sure. Know? A rundown castle. An, an old necromancer's castle. Who knows? That's that's the beauty of your your party your party have having to go somewhere, having yep. to travel, is you can always throw in something in a random piece of terrain. Yeah. What about an old cemetery? Yeah. Instead of Instead of zombies coming out of each grave, it's just one grave behemoth like this that rises from the ground or from a crypt or something along yeah. those lines where they've all the the bodies in that cemetery have come together. Yeah. Or a mass grave. Or a mass grave. Yeah. Oh, that's Yeah. Imagine doing some kind of like really creepy, really uh almost historical like World War Two era, yeah, thing. and that is, yeah, yeah. There's just because they described that that this was giants attacking a necromancer, and then he created them that way. There does that doesn't have to be the origin for oh, this God. thing. Not at yeah. all. Yeah, could could be the all the hatred and pain and anguish from a mass grave could be exactly. Any number of things. All the hatred in New York City. And you yeah. know, you've got all that purple slime underneath this. this pink. Pink slime. Pink purple, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Ghostbusters 2. Well, yeah, but yeah. why? Was there a, a goo monster in that? Or it was just like the goo itself? No, it was the right? goo itself. Yeah. Oh, but there was a Vigo. A big thing came up over the. Over or was the... that the first one? No, Wasn't it was there a great big thing came up over something like it, a great big monstery ghost thing. I know it covered the. Well, that was just the ooze too. Yeah, though. that was just the yeah. ooze. I thought I remember it was just it was in one of those cut scenes. It was in yeah. one of those not a cut scene the, um, montage, the ghost montage, oh. where the great big thing kind of like pokes. Oh, it's kind of yellow. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one that one is in. I think it's the second one because that's when all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And just ghosts are released. Though ghosts are released in the first one, yeah, too, he, when he shuts the them containment. down. containment, yep. Just like a Twinkie. Yeah. yeah. Just like a Twinkie. God. All right. Well, Another yeah. 80s reference. Uh-huh. So, one to ten handprints through thin flesh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like that, a pregnancy gone wrong. That makes me so uncomfortable. I would, I'd give it a 10. I mean, I think I've gushed enough to prove that. Yeah. I think it's not, it's not, it's nowhere near as open and providing an, enough for a full campaign like the Illithids or the yeah. Hags were, but there, there's so much specificity and so much unique to this that it, I think it surpasses those. I I really dig this thing. It's yeah, really neat. It's, it's definitely the a really cool random encounter. Basically, yeah. it's the epitome of what we're we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, cool. I think I think that wraps up the grave behemoth for sure. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening this week. Come on back next week, and we got another random monster from a random monster manual. While you are waiting for next week's episode, do us a favor, write, review, subscribe, etc., etc. Get a hold of us. If you have any questions or suggestions, moms at fecklessmoms.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we will see you in a week. I'm Nick McGill. I'm Matt McGill. And this is Random Encounters. <laughs>